this is the VC chat room again, and uh, me, Olga Fanasieva. Today we have the guest from the European Union, and he's Luigi Amadi. Hi, Luigi. Thank you for finding Hello. the opportunity. Hello. Hi, Olga. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you very much. Thank Great to have you again. Last time we saw each other in Kiev before quarantine. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Different times. <laughs> yeah, different times. Um, I will give the short introductions of uh, affiliation of Luigi, what is he doing, and some of the points we will also discuss during the dialogue. So, uh, Luigi is the president of Business Angels Europe. He is also one of the founders of Italian Angels for Growth, which is the largest uh, angel group in Italy. And he's the president, uh, the chairman of the Meta uh, Ventures. Uh, this is an investment company that manages over 100 million euro un, um, under management and uh, already 60 million euro were invested in uh, different companies uh, across the European Union. So you have a lot of experience in uh, like angel investing in supporting companies at early stage and probably later stage. So how do you see the change uh, during this, you know, like hectic period with this basically new reality, do you think, do you see a lot of, uh, you know, like new patterns for angel investing behavior? Well, I, what I would say is that, you know, it all uh, came so quickly uh, that, uh, you know, it's been uh, uh, a little bit of a, of a rush uh, of thinking for everybody. What do we do now? Because, you know, it came really in February, there was nothing. And then in March, we were all uh, uh, locked uh, down. So I believe that uh, people uh, start quickly to think about this. And, uh, and of course, they have uh, reshaped a little bit their thinking also in terms of uh, uh, angel investing and uh, in terms of, you know, what, what to do next. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, now that we are two months uh, and, and a little bit more uh, into this, uh, uh, you know, after the outbreak of, of the COVID, I think that there are some clear uh, patterns that uh, have emerged. Uh, I feel that, uh, first of all, uh, uh, more or less everybody is more focused. And uh, more focused means that, uh, of course, you're much more selective in investing. So probably, you know, you're not investing as much as you, are, as you were investing before or not, let's say, with the same uh, uh, level of uh, comfort in, uh, you know, every different sector, every different activity. There is much more focus on what really matters. And so what does really matter uh, in, uh, in this period uh, are certainly two things. The first thing is uh, related to the fact that uh, uh, there is a, a global concern, uh, you know, of, of course, around uh, health and health-related matter, especially, I think, uh, uh, around uh, what it is uh, the fragility, if you like, of our health systems and uh, how this can still, you know, get us by surprise. And how long does it take just to have simple, uh, you know, manufacturing of masks and so on and so forth. So I think there is a lot of uh, attention in these areas and these sectors where, of course, you know, always as there is a huge crisis, there is a huge uh, opportunity. And then I think in general, the second element of focus uh, is not uh, a sector, but it's, uh, you know, the existing uh, companies in portfolio. Um, you know, uh, a lot of us uh, investing uh, in uh, sectors which basically had to shut down for, for three months have seen companies, uh, you know, going uh, massive changes and massive crises. And we need 
you know, to take uh, uh, sudden decisions because uh, how do you know if, uh, you know, putting more money into something that it's going, you know, really bad in these three months, uh, it's going to be the good uh, choice or if this company, you know, it's gone forever, especially when you are at the very, very early stage. So very, very careful choices in general supporting, I think, the existing portfolio. So I would say the two main trends are health related and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, reinforcing existing portfolio companies. Yeah, I recently read the article on Financial Times and uh, the title was something like uh, Zoom board meetings are still fine for venture capitalists. Yes. What, is your, what is your thought regarding this? Will uh, some of the habits stick in the like post-COVID, let's say, uh, life? What will you personally maybe take after this? Well, I mean, yeah, um, again, you know, probably it's too early to, to tell. I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, we all went much more digital than we were three months ago. I mean, think about the kids in school, you know, basically they had to uh, learn how to study and how to follow the teacher uh, being home. And, uh, you know, and this is normally a very interactive type of uh, uh, type of activity, especially when you are in primary school education. It's all about even, you know, smiling and touching and doing all these same things. Yet they went digital in three months. So, I mean, for, for investors and especially for angel investors, I don't want to say that it's like for kids, but, you know, angel investors normally like to have this personal touch, like to meet the entrepreneur. Uh, they, we always say that we invest uh, also according to gut feelings. The team is the most important. And to really know the team, maybe you have to go out for dinner with them or, you know, talk for long hours. So will this, you know, translate in... Uh, in uh, investing uh, much more online i believe so because uh, i think that everyone has seen that uh, we can do a lot online and probably this has taken off a lot of pressure from uh, us in terms of you know traveling and having you know to move around continuously so we we can certainly i think uh, discard the part of uh, all that movement or you know face to face meetings but i still believe that uh, in the end uh, you know before putting uh, uh, serious money in companies and so on and so forth, uh, um, majority of people will still want to meet and, uh, you know, and uh, feel, you know, if you like, the, the entrepreneur. So I, I believe that we will see an adjustment shifting a bit towards more digital, but not a radical change in a few months. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Thanks for sharing. Um, so I think it's one, one like very important thing uh, is not only to uh, educate the entrepreneurs, but also educate the investors and in particular angel investors. And in that sense, uh, we in uh, the organization that I manage, UVCA, Ukrainian Venture Capital Private Equity Association, together with uh, ECIL, which you are, were like initiating and heading, which is the yeah. early stage investors launch fund, you do a lot for educating the uh, uh, angels. So my questions are the following. Uh, what are the biggest challenges you see in terms of educating the investors? And uh, what has already been done in that direction? Like where the uh, angels, investors, the beginners can address? Maybe uh, you can give some suggestions in that sense. 
Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Olga. Yeah, indeed, I think that as ill, uh, the, the, the European uh, early stage investors launchpad is a platform that has been launched by Business Angels Europe and some other partners uh, uh, in collaboration and funded by the, the European Commission. And uh, it uh, it is foreseen that, uh, you know, this platform will continue also for the for the coming years. Uh, it, it is uh, dedicated to building capacity of angel investors and also to um, make angel investors and other early stage investors uh, communicate and, uh, and know better each other. Um, we always think that you know, angel investors are the main source of uh, uh, tangible private money, but we don't have to forget that there are platforms like uh, you know, with modern technology crowdfunding or more traditional platforms like venture capital funds and early stage venture capital funds that can be other sources of early stage investing. So we are bringing all of them together uh, the challenge in terms of, uh, uh, you know, building capacity is that uh, uh, angel investing uh, uh, can really thrive uh, in, uh, in an environment which is, if you like, entrepreneurially minded and entrepreneurially inclined. So I think that uh, in order for angel investing to flourish, uh, you need to have an entrepreneurial culture. And this is something that you cannot, uh, 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 you know, develop in one day or even in one year and maybe not even in 10 years, you know. It takes uh, generations to really develop a strong entrepreneurial culture. Having said so, I believe that, uh, you know, new generations, uh, uh, the millennials and so on, are catching up very, very quickly. General global uh, conditions are making them, uh, uh, if you like, entrepreneurial, although not always uh, uh, let's say entrepreneurial for opportunity but sometimes for need and so the culture of entrepreneurship is coming strong in many many uh, countries we still see a lot of differences between uh, uh, even within let's say western europe if you take uh, the uk's with comparison to uh, mediterranean countries there is a huge difference in the amounts of angel investing and even more so if we go towards eastern europe uh, the difference is uh, is massive and uh, we shouldn't forget that uh, when you compare it to the number of uh, uh, inhabitants, the population and the GDPs and so on and so forth, Europe overall, it's about 20% with respect to the US, just to give you an idea of what uh, angel investing can be in a well-developed uh, culture. So as Ely is working in this direction, there is still a lot to do, but uh, you know, everybody is invited to join the platform. It's called the European Asile, and I'm sure we can share together with you the, the links afterwards where everybody can register and already find a lot of uh, tools uh, and uh, also a lot of videos on uh, learning more about uh, uh, how to be an angel investor and what it is angel investing. Yeah, we will add the link to the ECU platform, which is free and available for anyone um, in the under this video on uh, YouTube channel. So you're welcome to uh, watch the videos and uh, learn something new from that if you're an investor. And I want to remind for those who are watching us live is that you can write down your questions under this video and uh, at the end of the interview, which uh, will uh, come unfortunately very soon, but um, I can ask them to uh, Luigi. So don't forget to uh, ask some provocative and interesting questions. Um, yeah, uh, thank you for sharing this uh, information about ECU. Um, so people get educated and then they want to invest their own money. Uh, where can they go? Where can they, you know, like to whom they can address if they want to co-invest with someone? What are these average uh, tickets? Uh, probably maybe to Business Angels Europe, 
for example, or maybe somewhere else? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can share with you my personal experience, which uh, through the years I've learned it's the experience of a lot of angel investors. When I started doing my first initial investments into, you know, other companies, uh, first of all, I didn't know it was called angel investing. And second, I didn't know what it was to behave as an angel investor. I, I was just having uh, friends or people I thought had a good idea. And uh, I, I'm an entrepreneurially minded person, so I like to see other people having the same motivation for launching you know, their ideas, their opportunities. So for a few years, I did it, if, if you like, uh, you know, do it yourself or you know, by myself, uh, uh, just uh, spending a little bit of time and a little bit of money. But for me, I mean, the breakthrough was actually a trip uh, or, or several trips that I, I had the luck to take uh, in the U.S. together with uh, uh, another group of people. And I visited uh, a lot of different uh, angel groups and angel clubs and early stage investors. And actually visiting, you know, organized networks, organized clubs, see how they work, what kind of procedure processes, why one is working better than the other and so, and so forth. I mean, for me, this was a breakthrough. And the Italian angels, the club that I co founded uh, started like this after this trip i mean we were nine nine founders and today i think we are 220 so it's 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 a, it you know you you couldn't believe and on top of that what is interesting to know is that that club was actually born in the middle of the crisis of 2008 so you know angel investing is also anti-cyclical because they look at longer term view so although there was a big crisis still we could grow a lot uh, during that time so my best recommendation to everyone is uh, uh, try to to look into you know existing clubs i know maybe there are not so many in in, in ukraine but you know i i'm sure there are ways of joining even online uh, you know pitching but also take the time to travel uh, to 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 visit how people are acting four clubs yourself when we started we were just nine people not knowing much you know we just were asking procedures and methodologies to others and then we learned by doing so you know don't be afraid of uh, of starting and sharing your knowledge with with other people but uh, i think it is fundamental to to get started uh, uh, within these existing if you like uh, you know networks and, and business angels europe can be another platform we have the so-called business angels europe club that gathers together, let's say, some of the large uh, angel groups across Europe. And little by little, we are gathering uh, uh, also angel clubs from uh, uh, Eastern, uh, Eastern Europe. But we recently had two new clubs joining. I can mention maybe one is the CEO Angels from Sofia, from Bulgaria. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the Tech Angels from uh, Bucharest, uh, from uh, Romania. So the two largest angel groups in that uh, in, that, in these countries joined and I'm sure that if anyone from Ukraine would like to join, uh, you know, at least to see how we work in the BAE club, there is a lot of education there. We run e-pitching. Uh, I mean, in COVID times, one thing I, I didn't mention, but in COVID times, the last uh, e-pitching uh, we had inside the BAE club, we had 110 angels, uh, you know, actively listening to uh, uh, investment opportunity across Europe. So it's, it's a good time. And I think it's, uh, it's possible. But learning from others in this case uh, will, uh, will help you save a lot of mistakes, a lot of time, and possibly, I think, some uh, money as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we have the audience like very international, um, a lot of people from, uh, you know, like from Asia, also from Europe, uh, from US. So right. it's important to know that, for example, Business Angels Europe uh, is the organization which is uh, like across 
Europe, not only located in one country, in Belgium or like in Italy. Uh, so it, it's it's a, an interesting point to uh, to note. And uh, the other thing that you know also, also interests people is that how much money basically you have to uh, to bring to to one deal. Like, is it, are we talking you know like about um, like 100,000 uh, euros for investing in, in one round, or it can be like smaller check, like 5,000, for example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just one word on Business Angels Europe. This is uh, a, a confederation of uh, all the national uh, angel investing associations of, uh, let's say, the largest European countries and in general across Europe, uh, like uh, the UK business angels or the German business angels, uh, France angels, Italy and so on and so forth. So we cover uh, over 270, I think, organized network. And the last time we counted uh, inside this network, so visible market, we have about 45,000 business angels. So. On top of that, you have all the you know invisible angels, which are, are, are a lot. So really, I, I think, uh, and our and our aim, as I was just saying before, is to expand uh, our activities uh, uh, into you know into into more countries and grow uh, and build uh, uh, capacities. In terms of uh, amount of investments, I believe that uh, you know a, there are sweet spots for angel investing. It's impossible to generalize. But I think that, uh, you know, you can think more of like individual angels that would uh, maybe select uh, one company. They really like it. They really want to, you know, to, to go along with it. They're really able to spend also some uh, good time together with it. In this case, probably the investment can be in the orders of the tens of thousands of euros. I mean, uh, you know, mm -hmm. average ticket for a lot of angel investors are between 15, 20,000 euros. But then they also enter into the board. They spend time. So they have the company. And grow. Uh, when you start to be uh, being an, an organized group like we are at Italian Angels, but in general, angel groups and angel network, then as you were saying, probably the average ticket grows to hundreds of thousands of euros. So in our case, it's quite that for instance you have uh, 20 or you know angels investing each a ticket of 15 20 000 euro so you can easily reach 300 to 400 thousands of euros and to be honest today angel groups are growing so much in size that uh, although it's still uh, i would say an exception to the rule but uh, there are there are rounds of investments in which we have been able to raise up to 1 million uh, uh, euros so it is growing also from this point of view collaboration with the venture capital industry and venture capital fund is becoming more and more intense uh, we have uh, frequent uh, meetings uh, and uh, and i think uh, you know, the gap in between these two uh, areas, uh, if you like, of angel investing and Series A, it's becoming smaller and smaller. Yeah, uh, that's very interesting. But let's also uh, look at these things from the point of view of the startup founder who is raising capital. Uh, what new patterns do you see in the fundraising process? I mean, from the startup point of view. And uh, maybe which recommendations can you give them uh, in order to uh, raise the capital in these you know, turbulent times when angel investors are not really active for well, yeah. obvious reasons? Well, I mean, first of all, what I would say is that uh, the picture here is very scattered. I mean, there is not a single geography. and. Uh, you need to check a little bit uh, country by country. Uh, you know, if I go deeper in my own country, in Italy, 
I can tell you that probably uh, there will be more amount of money to be invested in startups during this year than in, in any other previous year. You have to think that, uh, you know, I will give you just two, two, two things. The first is that uh, uh, for an angel investor investing up to 100,000 euro, the Italian government uh, brought the fiscal uh, deduction of this investment up to 50%. And imagine that only two or three years ago, it was 19%. So you invest 100,000 and you get 50,000 back from the government. So I'm pretty sure that this will mobilize quite a lot of private investors, even in COVID times, even probably more than before. On the other side, there is also quite a strong public intervention. So there has been two recent announcements of funds of funds that have been launched, one with the mandate to invest in funds which are, if you like, attached to accelerators and incubators for over 200 million euro. And another one which is uh, attached to technology transfer, which is managed by the innovation agency in Italy, which has a size of half a billion euro. So in, in three months, COVID has probably mobilized, uh, you know, more money than, uh, you know, in the last uh, three or four years. It is not the same in every country. Not every country has taken this approach. Some countries are just uh, not giving this amount of resources. But I think, you know, you need, you need to look country by country. I don't think that uh, this is necessarily a bad time for entrepreneurs to raise money, uh, especially if they're smart and they go, you know, towards uh, the right sectors and the right opportunities, nor a bad time for uh, um, angel investors to, uh, to invest their money. Because if you, get, if you couple the 50% tax discount, for instance, in Italy, with probably cheaper price you have to pay to uh, invest in a startup, in three, four years, you might find out that this was your best time for investing. <laughs> yeah, well, um, actually pretty impressive what uh, is done in Italy during this uh, time for um, intensification of uh, angel investing activity as well as entrepreneurial. That's, that's great. I hope my country will look at that too. <laughs> Yeah, well, other countries are doing that too. I know that you started uh, a startup uh, uh, initiative as well, which is funding, if I understand correctly, between 20 and 100,000 euro on, on, on startups and so on. So I think that, you know, you really need to look at country by country, but uh, I believe in general uh, uh, governments uh, have understood that uh, also public-led uh, measures uh, uh, need to be deployed. And what was impressive, again, in the case of Italy, at least I can say, is the speed of deployment. You know, these type of measures normally in Italy take two years before they go through all the rounds of parliament and legislation and this and that, whereas now they've been active in three months. Yeah. So well, quite, quite impressive. It, it, it really it really is it's very interesting um, I want to remind that uh, you still have a few minutes to write a question down and uh, I will address uh, Luigi with uh, my last question so mm -hmm. as I say here I believe that the real leader is the reader so maybe you could recommend us a book uh, for venture capitalists for entrepreneurs or just a book that impressed you uh, during yeah. the recent time 
Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to share with you that are, you know, there are so many books on angel investings. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share a list uh, with you. Uh, I would, uh, I would be uh, not uh, making, uh, uh, you know, justice uh, to uh, the many angel investors that have wrote around angel investing that are, you know, very famous one, both in the US and in Europe. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, I can, I can share a list with you of, of the main, uh, the main books on the, on the specific topic. But uh, uh, probably, I think to provide uh, a little bit of a different angle for a for angel investor to think about what we should we should be doing uh, uh, next. Uh, I believe that uh, you know we, we can look at uh, um, what is what is happening in our economy. It's something that we, to a certain extent, we were already seeing. If you think about uh, you know the end of last year, the beginning of this year, all the all the discussion was about the climate, the environment, the fires uh, and now the, the virus so it's all about you know what what relates to health and sustainability and you know corporates are very very quickly uh, steering towards uh, uh, social responsibility circular economy so I believe that uh, a book that really captures uh, quite well this massive shift of uh, uh, of what is happening it's uh, a book that was published uh, uh, already uh, a a few years ago that is called the entrepreneurial state uh, by uh, a lady uh, a professor mazzucato from the university college of uh, uh, of london that uh, pu published uh, you know uh, uh, lately other books like the value of everything and uh, you know in in uh, one or two months there will be a new book called the mission economy which has been orienting for instance all the horizon europe and horizon 2020 uh, research program is this uh, sense that uh, you know we we need to understand that uh, you know governments have to take uh, a certain uh, level of uh, active role in driving also uh, if you like uh, uh, choices the private investors uh, dismantling a little bit the mythology that you know silicon valley has been created uh, only by entrepreneurs but instead it was created also by massive investment from the government defense agencies space agencies and so on and so forth so i think that this is a, a good moment for people to think that really you know you have to uh, you have to invest in something that uh, it's really you know creating uh, uh, creating value and it's not just extracting value i think we've been very focused on you know extracting as much as possible value and I think that from now on, more and more people will be understanding that if you invest in something that creates value, maybe you don't see the return in one year, but angel investors are quite patient. They may see the returns in five years, 10 years. And if you start thinking in that direction, I think uh, it's a good way of thinking. So I would start with the entrepreneurial state. And then if you like what this lady uh, writes about, probably you can uh, dig deeper into that. Thank you for sharing the book. Uh, it will also be included under this video, so everyone can uh, buy or download it and read. And yes. uh, unfortunately, we have to finish. Thank you once again, Luigi, for spending this uh, time with us. My pleasure. It, it was very informative and interesting. We will highlight the main points uh, on YouTube under the video, so you are very welcome to use the opportunities mentioned. Uh, by Luigi Amati, who is the president of Business Central Europe, as well as the founder of Italian Angels for Crows and the chairman of Meta Ventures. Okay. And it was VC Chatroom, which is powered and brought to you by me, Olga Fanasiva, and my soulmate, Olga Stelerchuk. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. 
Thank you, Luigi, once again. Have a good day. Thank you, bye Thank bye. you very much. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye. bye.